This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. Here's not I got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish, in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. He is being backed by rich Wall Street Republicans who want to see Donald Trump get punched in the face. And they're saying Chris Christie might be a human sacrifice here yeah. because he might not come out on top. Yeah. But maybe he is. That clears Trump and it opens a path for one of these other Republicans. And then Christie could say, how about a cabinet position for me? Because, you know, Jared Kushner squished it the last time he wanted. Yeah, him. Chris Christie. Saying the quiet part out loud, just trying to clear a path to get rid of Trump, get rid of all the policies he stands for, so they can put in someone who's obviously controlled opposition. We are live here at the Turning Point USA's Young Women's Leadership Summit. You got Natalie Winters, co-host and executive editor of War Room, and Captain Bannon. CEO of War Room, I'm trying to fill in some big shoes for my dad today. The biggest. We are live here in Dallas, Texas. We have a breakout session later in the day, but in the meantime, we got two hours of a lot of wood to chop, as I'm sure your dad would say. You know, we've come a long way. The rule used to be no women in the War Room. But now, it is a, a woman-powered war room, at least, at least for today. We'll see how it goes. We'll see if we get a called back or, frankly, <laughs> invited back. But don't worry. We still have a lot of substantive news to get to. We should have some of the speakers for this event joining us later in the show to talk all things transgender, CRT, all that craziness, all that ridiculousness. But in the meantime, we really want to focus on the thing itself, which isn't necessarily the Trump indictment, but rather the administrative state, because what we're seeing is them just coming out in full force. And remember, if you read the indictment, you can see, and I'm sure y'all remember a favorite of this audience, General Mark Milley, he wanted to go to war with basically every single country on this planet, never found a country he didn't want to invade, but specifically it was Iran. And if you read the indictment, you can see one of the exchanges that has the left-wing media so upset about Trump's actions. Trump's actually talking about how he wants to declassify documents to prove that it was Mark Milley that wanted to start these endless wars and he wanted to end them. Meanwhile, it makes sense to have the guy who used to oversee The Hague, who should be prosecuting genocidal dictators, now prosecuting the guy who was the only one to ever stop and not start a new endless forever war. But I guess that's the clown world reality that we live in. But talking about the administrative state and how it rears its ugly head, joining me is none other than James Bacon, the former director of operations uh, for presidential personnel in the Trump White House, basically the HR department um, of the first iteration of the Trump administration. He's been on this show before. But believe it or not, after coming on War Room, he actually got published. <laughs> in the Wall Street Journal, believe it or not, um, with a wonderful article entitled 2024 Presidential Candidates Against the Administrative State. So, James, 
We'll get into how we actually combat and go up against the administrative state. But if you want to sort of summarize and walk through this article, what you've identified as sort of the, the major issues when it comes to combating the administrative state, at least through the eyes of a Republican primary. And everything else that's been going on with General Milley and the increasing revelations is that the central issue of the 2024 election has become dismantling the administrative state. Because it's now obvious that unless you do that, you can't get anything else done. This is the one obstacle in the way. You can't be guaranteed you're going to get any of your regulations done. It's no guarantee you're going to be able to control the military if you don't dismantle the administrative state. And that's what this indictment shows more than anything else. You know, they're not going after Hillary Clinton for the classified information she had stored on her email server, which is far more brazen than, than what Trump is accused of doing, which is more analogous to not returning your overdue library books. But it just, it just goes to show that the Democrats, especially in Congress, protect the deep state by writing these laws, these civil service protections that protect them from being fired. And they grant the deep state all the funding they want. And in return, the deep state looks the other way when the Democrats do things and they protect the Democrats and go after Republicans. There's certainly an establishment Republican contingent that makes up uh, that deep state too. I think, frankly, a lot of them are are controlled opposition that you may be see that you may see rearing their ugly heads in this Republican primary. But I know you've talked on the show a little bit um, about how we actually combat the deep state, and you've really given us a, a concrete kind of plan of action, a, a battle plan, if I may say. If you want to walk us through briefly, whether it's Schedule F, um, the Civil Service Act, some of these tools and tactics, many you know quivers in the in the arrow for lack of a better word, that the Trump administration or whoever the Republican candidate is, I think uh, viewers of the show know where we stand on that. But what exactly are the tools that they have in the apparatus to go up against the administrative state? So there's this office called the Office of Personnel Management. And the next president needs to elevate the director of that office to be in his cabinet because that person can enact mass government layoffs. You can fire hundreds of thousands of people using reduction in force exercises, which hasn't really been done since Reagan. The only other guy that started using the Office of Personnel Management besides Reagan to fight these bureaucrats was Trump in his final year. So you can reorganize the federal government, do mass layoffs, reassign bureaucrats, buy them out, give them early retirement to leave. We don't care in many cases how they leave. They just need to leave. And that's one piece of it. The other piece of it is getting your 4,000 political appointees in who are aligned, loyalty first, expertise second. There's plenty of expertise in the federal government. That's, that's all these people do. They're supposed to implement the president's policies. So when they accuse us of wanting to politicize the civil service, we're actually trying to restore the federal government to its original role. Because if you can't have your elected representatives implementing the policies they were elected to implement, that's when our democracy is dead. And James, do you think that one of the next steps is holding those accountable um, from the from the previous administration, you know, such as General Milley, for the things, the egregious things that he's done? 
Yes, absolutely. I think yes, we need to be absolutely. keeping tabs on all these prosecutors that are run amok, especially these military officers that are run amok that are pursuing their own agenda. I mean, I remember being in there and they were trying to get Trump into new wars all the time. They didn't want Trump to even begin to negotiate to withdraw from Afghanistan. When we put in a, a secretary of defense who wanted to withdraw from the forever wars, Milley and the rest of the military officers marched into the Oval and they tried to have an intervention. I mean, these people were trying to drag Trump into war all the time and he wouldn't fall for it. We need to keep tabs on the people who are doing this stuff because there has to be a zero tolerance policy if we get back in there. I always say I wish the uh, military-industrial complex saw as much of a profit-making opportunity on the United States southern border as they did the borders of you know Eastern European nations like Ukraine. But alas, I don't think we'll, we'll get there, certainly under the Biden regime. But I want to ask you before, I've got a few minutes uh, until we've got to cut to break, and I'll let you go. But you know, taking it, taking a step back, right? Not just looking at Trump. When you talk about the nullification project, I think it obviously extends to a lot of his allies too. I mean, there's no coincidence with the timing. I'd call it a conspiracy, frankly, when it comes to Tucker getting nuked at Fox just weeks before this second indictment drops. You got AG Ken Paxton, right? When you talk about Republican AGs being able to go after, use these similar lawfare tactics to go after Democrats, you see AG Ken Paxton, a staunch Trump ally, really a defender of the MAGA base, not only getting impeached, you see a ally getting arrested by the FBI. You see, you know, Jeff Clark, who used to work in the Trump administration, getting effectively, or at least they're trying to, basically disbar him from the D.C. bar, right? This is lawfare on a smaller scale, but it's really nuking and trying to neuter a lot of his allies. And I don't think it's lost on anyone, especially you, what they're doing to your dad, trying to take out one of, you know, Trump's strongest allies in the media. So in terms of the, the scope of the administrative state, like I said, you have primary knowledge. You were there. You were in the White House. Can you sort of issue a warning as to how important this election, this time, this election cycle is in terms of, you know, taking back the power? Is this is this our last chance to really take down the administrative state? Well, it's clear that it's getting worse every day. They're getting more entrenched and they're getting more confident in their actions. They're starting to see that the Republican Party has become weak and and they don't think that there's going to be any consequences. They're getting more brazen with the Paxton thing, with going after Trump like this. That's why we, we, when we get back in there, we have to get the total victory. We have to win. We can't allow this to go on any further unresolved. And I think that right now the most important thing to be doing is if you're a candidate for office that wants to be president, you must have a deep state plan. You must be naming who's going to run your administration, who's going to be handling this. Because if you're not taking this seriously and you're just planning on naming some lobbyists to run your transition team, when we, when we get to project, when we get to 2025, then it's over before it begins. We can't afford to go through another establishment takeover of an administration. How about this? Ban all lobbyists, ban all foreign agents. Probably throw in a couple other people in that category. It should be nowhere near the next Trump administration. James, I know you're working on a project to combat all this. If you want to tell us a little bit about that and where people can find you, what your coordinates are on social media, if you if you have them, I feel like you're you're elusive. But if people want to find you, where can they find you? So 
I'm working on Project 2025, which is an, an initiative of the Heritage Foundation to recruit grassroots conservatives from outside of D.C. who want to serve in the next administration. You know, in 2017, there was this thing called greatagain.gov, and it was basically recruiting Trump supporters to serve in Trump's administration. But like I said, the establishment on the transition team and in the personnel office didn't hire a single person from greatagain.gov. It was kind of it was kind of this original sin. Wow. So we're trying to rectify that. We're trying to make sure that the true patriots can come into the next administration this time. So if you're interested, please go to project2025.org and hit the apply button. We're going to train you on how to be an effective political appointee because frankly, President Trump did not get the administration that he deserved the last time. And we wanna make sure that that does not happen again. Trump supporters staffing a Trump administration Imagine that, but unfortunately with the deep state and the city of D.C., they seem to make that pretty darn difficult. James, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you soon. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Of course. Well, I think this is exactly the government that our founders warned us about. 100%. Mo, your thoughts? Um, I agree with exactly what James said, and I think that we do need to hold people accountable for what they've done, especially, clearly I'm very passionate about the military, and we need to hold especially those senior leaders within the military accountable for what they've done, botched Afghanistan withdrawal, and far above that, everything that was failed under this regime, people need to be held accountable for. Certainly, I think that's one of the ways that the administrative state really, I think, undermines the way that people love, support, and defend this country, because when you take that oath, right, when you're in uniform, it doesn't ever expire, but certainly makes it hard, I think, to rationalize and justify all the sacrifices that people have made when you see the crazy, woke, you know, frankly, trans agenda that they're pushing on these bases, whether with these yes. drag queen shows, or just from a long-term strategy perspective, when you see them just needlessly, endlessly pushing these foreign wars with Iran, of all country. Meanwhile, you have Millie briefing China secretly. A hundred percent, and we're not even focusing on war fighting. So how can we fight these foreign wars that they want to get us into when we're focusing on pronoun training, transgender training? We're not even focusing on war fighting. So we're setting up our military for failure when we're not even training them to do what they need to do. We're too busy giving billions of dollars to, to Ukraine, Ukraine, depleting our own uh, internal ammo resources, tanks, all things war. But hey, I've, not, I've read a lot of Sun Tzu. I've never heard the war strategy of give your enemies uh, your own ammo. But maybe, maybe we're just rubes, as the mainstream media would say. Oh, 100%. And stay tuned. We'll be back in the war room shortly. We're live here. Okay, imagine you're at your doctor's office. Your doctor glances up from the chart and says, and I quote, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it up, end quote. Now, that's the Field of Greens Better Health Promise. Check out this customer testimonial. He said, and I want to quote here, I've been taking Field of Greens, and this is the second time my doctor has danced into the room praising my blood results. Credit where credit's due. Thanks, Field of Greens, end quote. Now, each fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected for a specific health benefit. 
Some support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidneys. Others support metabolism for healthy energy and weight loss. If you're busy, if you don't get enough exercise, if you eat too much fast food, take Field of Greens. Look, Field of Greens can't promise your doctor will dance into your room, but they can promise at your next checkup, your doctor will notice you improve health or you get your money back. Let me repeat that. You get your money back. I trust Field of Greens for my health, and you can too. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Take action today. Use your agency, fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon, and get the better health promise. Use your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back to the War Room. You got Natalie Winters and Captain Bannon holding down the fort at Turning Point USA's Young Women's Leadership Summit. We'll be speaking in a bit, talking about what it's like to be in alternative media with all the fact checkers and getting accused of spreading misinformation and disinformation every day. It is an absolute joy. I'm obviously kidding. There's nothing better than getting to talk to the War Room Posse every day. We got John Fredericks joining us soon, but before we get there, just to sort of pick up uh, where we left off talking about the administrative state, you know, the administrative state has come after you on a, on a personal level, obviously, right, with the way that they, they target your father, I think probably second only to Donald Trump. He's the man that they fear the most. And I'm just curious to sort of personalize it and put some human emotions behind it, because sometimes I think the establishment doesn't understand that we are people, too. Yes, uh, uh, what's it like? A hundred percent. The establishment doesn't, I think, realize that everyone is human and that people have families. So not only does this affect Donald Trump, my dad, it affects their families. You're not only targeting that person, you're targeting that family. And they think that they're going to silence my dad. They're not going to silence my dad. He's going to keep fighting and he's, they're not going to silence my family. So we're going to keep fighting along with them. So the Bannon family, true American patriots. I feel honored just to sit next to you and, and work, with, work with your dad. But in the meantime, someone else who I'm honored to have on, sure that the deep state is coming after you too, Mr. John Fredericks, but you are down in Columbus, Georgia at the Republic, Republican Party of Georgia's GOP convention where they're planning and plotting all their leaders for the next year. Hopefully a lot of Trump loyalists are among the ranks. John, if you want to give us sort of a, a boots on the ground rundown, we'd appreciate that. Well, Natalie Marine, thanks for having me. And let me just say that this is the untold story that's going on in America right now. This is the complete takeover of a state party by the MAGA movement, the first one that's happened in the United States. And this is a major party. It's not like we're taking over Hawaii where you don't win. This is one of the this is the key swing state. And what has happened is for three years, we have asked people uh, from War Room, the War Room Posse, our radio show here in Atlanta nationally, look, get involved, get up off the couch, join the local unit, join your party, be a precinct chair. You have to get involved. We have to take this thing over because if we're ever going to be successful, we have to eventually gain control of the entire corrupt Republican apparatus, the apparatchiks. That's what we have to do. We tried to do it in uh, Dana Point, California. It was a little early. We came within 30 votes of knocking off uh, Ronald Romney McDaniel. 
we banged on the door. Next time, we're going to kick it in. What is going on in Georgia, the fake news isn't going to tell you. 70% of the delegates are brand new from just two years ago. Think of that. They're new from two years ago. They're all MAGA. They're all America first. They're all part of the movement. They all came to get involved. This is the first time they've been a delegate and they've been inspired by your father, by me, by our radio presence, by Steve Stern, Precinct 2.0, Dan Schultz. This is that whole process culminating in one day here in Columbus, Georgia, where our entire slate of MAGA leadership from chairman, get this, from chairman all the way down to assistant secretary, secretary, treasurer, assistant treasurer, first vice chair, second vice chair, chairman of the uh, chairman of the over 80 group. Every single one of them are 100% Trump MAGA leaders. Every one. So we're about this afternoon to run the table. Old guard is gone. In fact, guys, this is such an unbelievable route of the establishment and the old apparatchiks here. It is such a route that the majority of the Republican statewide elected officials didn't come. Starting with Governor Kemp, didn't come. Brad Raffensperger, not here. Attorney General Chris Carr, not here. Insurance Commissioner John King, not here. They boycotted it. Mike Pence was supposed to be the keynote speaker at the dinner Friday. He bailed. Why? Because he was going to get heckled off the stage because we took the thing over. So exit Pence, in comes Carrie Lake, who did a spectacular job yesterday. So no, not DeSantis, he was supposed to be here. He bailed because he'd get booed. This is a complete takeover of a major political party, which is going to happen in about six hours, culminating today with President Tr Trump addressing the crowd. We're going to be covering this live starting at 1 p.m. Just go to johnfrederiksradio.com. It's all there. Uh, we're going to be covering this starting at 1 p.m. The president speaking, I don't know, somewhere around 2 or 3 p.m. This is going to be a first, his first address since uh, the boxes hoax indictment in Mar-a-Lago. Mar but see, what's even more exciting than this, this is going to be the next best thing to a full Trump rally as his supporters have stormed this convention. They're delegates. They've taken it over. And if we can do it in Georgia, folks, we can do it in all 50 states, and then we can do it at the RNC. So, John, I know how you mentioned that President Trump is uh, culminating the event today. How, how do you think Trump is going to rally the troops? I think he's going to do what he always does. He's going to tell the truth. The truth will set us free. He's going to tell the truth. Look, I don't care how many times they, in, they indict him, he's only going to go up in the polls again. This nonsense in Florida, 37 counts, he moved around boxes. Look, Joe Biden took $5 million from foreign governments while he was vice president. Allegedly, that's what the receipts are showing. This is all a bunch of nonsense. He is going to be the nominee. This thing is over. He's going, this thing is going to be done by, by the time he gets to Super Tuesday, and he's going to 
march into Milwaukee with an overwhelming majority of delegates to be the nominee, and he's going to go on to win. But the big thing here, the big thing, and this, his speech is going to be awesome, but the big thing is we've proven in Georgia, this is a major state, right? You have to win Georgia if you're going to win the White House. We've proven that if you do what we've implored, if you, be, if you join your unit, if you become a precinct chair, if you go through the process, and this is the thing, all these new delegates here, 70% are new, they figured out the process, just like we figured out how a chairman of the party wins, the so-called 168, right? Nobody knew how that worked. Now we figured it out. We're penetrating everything. So they figured out, okay, I got to join my unit. I got to be a precinct chair. Here's how I become a delegate. I got to go to the mass meeting. Well, what's the mass meeting? I got to go to the district meeting. I got to the county meeting. I got to sign the form. I got to pay the $10, whatever it is. Now you're a delegate. Now you come to the convention and now you elect your leaders and we're going to take over the Georgia Republican Party, A to Z, lock, stock and barrel, the whole thing in about six hours. It's a beautiful thing. John, you always tell it like it is. You don't give us false hope. You've obviously been on one specific side of the whole ballot harvesting debate. Obviously, Democrats have been targeting the, the state of Georgia. It's a swing state. There's some interesting laws there when it comes to mail-in ballots. We've seen some very interesting races shake out there. And I know the, the establishment has poured millions, tens of millions, probably hundreds of millions of dollars specifically into Georgia, whether it's through the Carter Center and their vote monitoring programs or a lot of these sort of election misinformation efforts. They're always based in Georgia. There's a reason that they care. You know, Stacey Abrams, one of their, their saints, uh, even though all she can ever do is lose, obviously comes from Georgia, right? There's something about Georgia that's very important to Democrats. You've got a, about a minute and a half before I have to let you go. Um, but do you think what Republicans are doing now, they're playing smash mouth, hopefully, but do you think that's enough to actually make up for this lost territory when it comes to going up against Democrats at the ballot box? Well, we got 18 months, and it's a, it's a start. Former U.S. Senator, Republican Kelly Loeffler has been at the engine of this move to get new people registered. But look, you can't win the White House if you don't carry Georgia. And the Democrats know this and they have a huge head start. So what we have to do is clean up the rolls. Obviously, we're trying to do that. But even bigger than that, we have to get people to vote. We got to get them to vote early. We have to get them to vote by mail. Right? We, we have to level the playing field. There's drop boxes here. Those are legal. They're baked in the cake. Republicans passed it. We got to get ballots in envelopes. The Democrats have perfected the mail-out ballot system. You're not going to change it between now and October because the only ele election reform bill that the Republicans put through still has the mail-out ballot. So what happened is Democrats get the ballots automatically because they didn't check the box. And then their, uh, their operatives follow up and get them to mail it in. And then they have a better operation on game day because they get 50 days to vote and we're g giving ourselves 12 hours. So you can't win. So look, we're starting to understand you have to vote early. You have to vote by mail. You have to get in the game. And the only way we're going to win this is by overwhelming the system, watching everything they do, getting out our rural voters in the 70 or 80 percentile, not 52 percent like we did in the midterms, and then we have an opportunity to win. But we're certainly today going to put the leadership in place in order to do that and carry Georgia for President 
Trump in November 2024. Democrats are in the ballot business. Meanwhile, Republicans are stuck in the vote business. And there's an important distinction. John, if people want to follow you, your show, and everything you're doing, where can they find you? Thank you for asking. Uh, All of our social media, at JF Radio Show. Download my app. Just go to johnfredericksradio.com. And don't forget, we're going to be live today at the convention hall starting at 1 p.m. on Getter Live, Rumble Live, also on the John Fredericks uh, Radio Network. But the easiest thing, just just download our app, John Fredericks Show, iPhone, Google Play, whatever. Hit the app button. We come on at 1, and then we're going to be carrying... Uh, Trump's speech here in Georgia live. This is a big day, and the fake news is not going to tell you the truth. Look, I'm for real wins, okay? What happened the other day? In my younger days, I was a naval officer on a destroyer. In fact, I was the A-gang officer in charge of all the engineering systems that were not main propulsion, and one of those was air purification. And I can tell you, the standards of the United States Navy are second to none. If all home air purifiers are the same, why did the U.S. Department of Defense select EnviroCleanse to protect and purify the air on board our Navy ships? Because EnviroCleanse, advanced mineral technology, goes beyond ordinary HEPA filters to destroy airborne illness-causing cold and flu viruses, including COVID. EnviroCleanse is the new science in air purification, and now you can order one for your home. This is how you help stop colds and flus from taking your whole family down. This is how you destroy allergy and flaming toxins and mold from the air your family breathes. In fact, this hospital-grade technology is so powerful that it promises far fewer colds and allergies and better sleep. Visit ekpure.com. That's ekpure.com. And use the code STEVE for 10% off your EnviroCleanse home purification unit. You also receive a free air quality monitor, plus fast, free shipping. That's $150 savings right there. That's ekpure.com, code Steve. ekpure.com, code Steve. Your host, Stephen K. Bath. Welcome back to the War Room. We're here at Turning Point USA's Young Women's Leadership Summit, so it seems only, only fitting to have a male guest as our first in-person guest of the You're show, <laughs> who also is actually doing my job because he's helping us get actual guests, the speakers at this program. We should have uh, the wonderful Congressman Lauren Boebert joining us shortly, about 45 minutes to 45 minutes. That's okay, we're going to go it. with 45 minutes. That's what we're reporting here on the War Room. But we have Andrew. I don't actually know your last Colvin? name. Colvin? Yeah. Okay, there uh, wait, you go. Commonly known as producer Andrew, so don't worry. Producer that's fine. Andrew. The last name's irrelevant. But also guest host too. We have some common yes. ground. We have, we know what it's like to have to yeah. fill very big shoes and try that's our right. best, but not yeah, always I've, succeed. I fill in for uh, Charlie, Charlie Kirk on the Charlie Kirk Show. Um, I'm the executive producer, I guess technically. I'm of the, the Charlie executive Kirk. editor. So but um, um, yeah, so uh, but yeah, I mean, in general, I'm. And from a media standpoint, I'm the spokesperson for Turning Point Action and Turning Point USA in this capacity. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, we wear a lot of hats, Natalie. I think that's... A that's lot the, of hats. Yeah. Well, domestic terrorist hats, too, according to the Department of Homeland Security. Or I haven't got that one yet, but you, I'm you're sure... You're not that far along in the yeah. pyramid. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm at the top. They had to create you, their you own You two know what that's like. For yeah. me, yeah. Well, I want to talk about 
substantive stuff. See, this, these events are so fun. I feel like I lose the fact that I'm doing live broadcasting, and I feel like I'm just talking to friends. But meanwhile, we're on we're on live TV. But that's all good. Um, but I want to talk what, what we were talking about before in the break when it comes to sort of the ballot versus votes game, because I think that is among issues, including the administrative state, sort of the issue itself. Right? None of this matters. We can't actually take on the deep state if we can't get good people in there who actually want to take on the deep state because they're not a part of the deep state. So if you want to let the war room audience know what you guys are doing at Turning Point and Turning Point Action to really take the election, and not elections in the sense of candidates, but actual electioneering as an art, and when it comes to ballots versus votes, ballot harvesting, all these fun terms that I don't think we knew a lot about until the 2020 election, what are you guys doing? Yeah, I, I, you know, I thought what John Fredericks was saying before I came on was, was spot on, actually. I mean, what we have is essentially we have 2020 was a wake-up call, right? We all agree. We thought we had the momentum, the energy, and I think we did. We realized that the Democrats gamed the system in the sense that they saw universal mail-in balloting as, as an opportunity to overcome what would be an energy uh, deficit that they had, uh, a candidate deficit. I mean, Biden could barely campaign. Um, but we sort of at that point said, well, the RNC is going to get it, right? So the RNC raises $450 million a year. They're going to take care of it. Well, they didn't. 2022 was another wake-up call where we, we had all basically the same rules in place, but we, and we had better polling even than we did in 2020 in many ways, and we still, we still came up short. Uh, so two wake-up calls uh, really prompted Turning Point Action, the C4, the sister C4 to Turning Point USA, to say, listen, we can't wait on other groups to do this. We can't, we can't just stay focused in our lane. We have to expand which lanes we're willing to play in. And so right now, Turning Point Action is currently in the middle of a, of a massive raise, actually. Uh, small dollar donors are most welcome. Trust me, Turning Point Action, tpaction.com. Um, if you guys want to get involved, uh, you can become a precinct committeeman. You can donate small dollar donations, large dollar, um, to helping us fund these efforts. Uh, but we just made, we just announced a $5 million uh, commitment in the state of Wisconsin. So it really comes down to this. We are behind on the machine, but we have the momentum, we have the energy, we have the polling. Uh, we need the machine to catch up. Uh, and so five million in Wisconsin is really a drop in the bucket. We wanna, we wanna do much more, uh, but that's what we are prepared to do right now. We're gonna be partnering with uh, Scott Pressler's organization up there who, uh, in 2023, really built out a network of, of grassroots uh, activists. We have our own grassroots activists paid on the ground in Wisconsin. So we think it comes down to three states, really. If you're going to assume that we hold Wisconsin or uh, Iowa, if you're going to assume that we hold North Carolina, if you're going to assume that we um, are going to hold Florida, Texas, the ones that you would assume, it comes down to three states, Wisconsin, Arizona, and Georgia. And that wasn't the case before the census numbers came out. So now we can actually get across that 270 threshold if we hold those three states. So we think we've got to make massive, massive on-the-ground investments in those three states. And if the RNC wants to, to get involved and they want to do their part too, that's great. But we can't depend on those people anymore. I think that much has been clear. And so we really have a vision to put hundreds of uh, field staff, you know, that, that sort of like clipboards and tennis shoes work, but take it to the next level. So we've developed the technology, we've developed the data, and there's really just few other organizations that are positioned the way that Turning Point Action 
his position. I mean, we have a we have a, a network of thousands of young people that are ready to do this work. We have uh, a donor uh, base that's ready to get behind it, and so we just basically said we can't we can't be on the sidelines in this really important way. We're gonna get we're gonna get to it, and we're gonna announce much more at ActCon uh, 2023. I don't know if I lost my mic. Um, I think just keep going with it. Uh, oh, there it is. There you go. Um, <laughs> in uh, ActCon 2023, it's our inaugural big conference in the summer. We've never done this before with the C4. Obviously, we've done it with the C3. TPOSA throws big summits all the time. Um, but this is, uh, we're going to have Tucker Carlson, Steve Bannon. We're going to have... Never, never heard of him. Donald Trump is coming. We're going to, we're inviting all the presidential candidates. Uh, but really, there's going to be a lot more announcements there. And uh, yeah, I think it's the most important missing piece uh, to get across the finish line in 2024. Well, I agree with basically everything you said, with the exception of that we should have waited for the RNC to get involved. I think we, we know that they weren't going to ever do anything. Well, you know, you say that... Okay, like, everything's... Hindsight's 2020, right? I mean... Trump was railing about mail-in ballots in the lead-up to 2020, um, and he remained, you know, very, very much engaged with that, uh, with the RNC, even moving into 2022. I think a lot of us thought that they were going to be more sophisticated than they were, and then you have that NBC article that came out, I don't know if you saw that one, where it basically alleged that there was a lot of fraud, that the vendors that they were using, and listen, hiring is tough, we get it, hiring outside parties is tough. But there was a lack of accountability, a lack of follow-through, um, and a lack of sophistication, frankly. And I think that the base is fed up with it, right? And that's Certainly. why Turning Point Action, like I said, we would love to not have to do this. We would love to have other jobs, things we are already doing really well, and we want to grow those. Well, guess what? We, we have to. It, the country depends on it, so we're going to get involved. It's, it's the issue itself. You know I used to be, still am, an investigative reporter, and a lot of my work focused on, obviously, Chinese Communist Party infiltration, but also sort of these dark money networks operated by the far left and very far left. And it was very interesting because they would always have a fixation on these critical swing states, right? The Michigans, the Wisconsins, the Arizonas, the Georgias of the world. And I'm inclined to think of the most recent program that the Carter Center rolled out, this sort of election monitoring program. Not only, believe it or not, the Carter Center is also uh, responsible for monitoring elections in communist China. They run these same foreign missions to observe elections there, nonpartisan, independent. They use all the euphemistic adjectives, but they rolled out these same exact program here for the 2022 midterms, again, focusing on Arizona, Georgia, Wisconsin, and Michigan, and they had a sister sort of anti-election misinformation program to go along with it in true Chinese Communist Party style fashion. So I'm just curious, because obviously you're talking to the war room audience right now, one of the most involved audiences that I think exists in at least recent history, if not no, all of history. It's amazing. Undeniable. Right? So can you sort of walk them through what getting involved would actually look like and what they can do, whether it's through turning point or turning point action, specifically on the election integrity front? Because that's the number one question that I get anytime I meet War Room Posse. If they sign up, if they give money, if they want to get involved, if they want to become a precinct committee man or woman, uh, no, no trans, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but what, what does it actually look like? Yeah, I mean, you are the captain of your precinct. You are in charge of overseeing it, monitoring it. Um, it's actually a relatively low time commitment, and you can make it as you can make it a larger time commitment if you if you so choose. Uh, but you can sign up to become. Actually, we have uh, signed up right here at this event. Uh, over a, at, this is like 
I don't know, like eight hours old now. So I don't know what the new number is, but we're around 200 precinct committeemen uh, signups, wow. women uh, signups here at, here at Young Women's Leadership Summit. No, I mean the, the the energy here at this event is is phenomenal. I think it's representative of of this grassroots swelling energy. Um, but yeah, go to t- Turning Point Action, tpaction.com if you want to get involved uh, and sign up to become a precinct uh, committeeman or committee woman. Um, and you will you you get to be the hands and feet of democracy, and uh, it really is that simple. You get to be uh, involved at a very local level, at the, com- at the community level, and um, you get to oversee everything, and you can be a firewall for election integrity matters in a big way. Um, and, and then, you know, obviously uh, donating is, is huge, but because um, we, we still have a long way to go with our fundraising, but listen, we're, we're talking to big donors and small donors, and it's going to take an army. We know that the War Room Posse is going to be a huge piece of building that infrastructure so um, I, I think the time I think the first part of everything I said was we cannot abdicate our responsibility anymore and that includes this audience that includes what we do at Turning Point Action and uh, Turning Point USA here at the summit so go ahead. And I know the War Room Posse they love all the Turning Point events we always get a big crowd at the events so how does the Posse um, find out more about ATCON? Oh yeah uh, tpaction.com forward slash ATCON ActCon, um, which is our sort of acronym for the event. It's Turning Point Action Conference, but we're calling it ActCon 2023. Um, so yeah, it's at tpaction.com forward slash ActCon. Um, and like I said, we're going to have Tucker Carlson, Steve Bannon, Dan Bongino. Uh, we're going to have Matt Gates, Lauren Boebert, who's coming here shortly. Uh, probably Senator... 40 minutes now. <laughs> probably about 39. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've got um, Senator Hawley, Senator J.D. Vance. Um, we've got some really big announcements coming up in the next uh, few days, so stay tuned. So there's going to be some more big names added to this. And uh, tickets are selling Andrew's out. Like going to be headlining it. I, I will not be headlining it. Uh, <laughs> Charlie might make me uh, co-host his show those days, which hey, uh, which is always isn't fun. A bad gig. No, it's not bad which at all. You did yesterday. I, I saw you yesterday. I, I did. I did. We railed against the indictment, um, as we should, um, because the Democrats are unleashing something uh, I don't think they really understand on the country, uh, which is really sad. We can talk about that. I was going to ask you your thoughts on the indictment. Yeah, I mean, um, it really does come down to that. I mean, I I grew up in an America that really in so many ways doesn't resemble the America of today, and that makes me tremendously sad for our country. There was a time where our uh, statesmen and stateswomen, stateswomen, women, um, really, we are at a Young Women's Leadership Summit, it's only fitting, where they... where they. Uh, you're a great expert on Young Women's Leadership Summit. <laughs> this is like my sixth, I think, I don't know. There you go. Um, the, um, we, grew up in a, I, we grew up in a country where uh, our leaders exercised caution, and they had a conservative approach about uh, legal matters involving political, uh, our, our elected leaders, and especially a former president. And um, I think the reason that they knew to, to take a conservative approach is because it was going to embroil the country in, honestly, a form of sectarianism and tribalism that uh, our founders really uh, didn't didn't uh, want for us, and so uh, it's a scary time. It's uh, you know I think that uh, you know what I noticed from my first reading of the indictment when it was unsealed was there's no mention of the Presidential Records Act. In his statement, there was no mention of the Presidential Records Act. And I'm I'm referring to Jack Smith. Um, you you they they are trying to short circuit the Presidential Records Act by making it about now Section 793, the Espionage Act which is, I think, you know, 
the Presidential Records Act gives him a sort of Trump's, pun intended, uh, the, these charges of the Espionage Act, because, and they knew that, uh, and so they went around it, they short-circuited it, and they're trying to rush the trial. Um, and so we'll yeah. see how it plays out. But. They don't want the presidency to mean anything because it's that's an existential threat to the power of the administrative state. Andrew, we have to let you go. Fair but enough. if people, I know, I'm sorry, but if people want to, people for some reason want to follow you, where can they find you? <laughs> Just... You know, download the Charlie Kirk Show podcast. Um, that's the best way to stay in touch with everything that we're doing. So the Charlie Kirk Show, take out your podcast app, download it. We're going to have a lot of exclusive content from this event and uh, much more to come. Thank Lots you. going on. Thank, Thank you. you for joining us. And stay tuned for the War Room. We're here in Dallas at YWLS. We'll be back shortly from our break. We got Annabella Rockwell joining us next to talk about she had to be deprogrammed because the radical left is so radical. We'll be right back. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee, and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with covidtaxrelief.org. Arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Hello, I'm Steve Stern, CEO of Flagshirt.com, a third-generation, veteran-owned small business. I believe that the American way of life is for all of us. I'm asking you today to visit Flagshirt.com. Help keep the American dream alive. Be a flag waver. Carry a nation's heritage. Use coupon code ACTION10 for 10% off site-wide and buy a flag shirt today. Action, action, action. Welcome back to the War Room. It's Natalie Winters, Captain Bannon, and a guest we'll be getting to in just a second, Annabella Rockwell. But before we get there, you guys know we're traveling, we're on the road, and I have to say I didn't sleep that well last night because I didn't have my my pillow. I guess I should have brought it with me. But you guys know the drill. If you want to get the best night's sleep on the MyPillow 2.0, you've got to use promo code WARROOM. It's the best promo code in the game for, in my humble opinion, the best audience in the game. Again, that's promo code War room. And speaking of other things that might make you lose some sleep, I don't know if you guys saw 
But in the California state legislature, they just recently passed, and I think they're working to get full approval on it, AB 597, which is a bill, and I'm not being hyperbolic here, uh, that if you object to your children, your child undergoing a gender transition, if you don't affirm uh, whatever gender they feel like they are that day, you could get arrested on child abuse charges. That's the level of craziness and, frankly, calculated subversion of parental rights and destruction of the nuclear family that we're seeing going on here in the United States. And like you guys know, as someone who is an investigative reporter, primarily focusing on the Chinese Communist Party, I see all too many parallels with the Cultural Revolution that went on there because what you're seeing going on here, Mao, I was going to say he'd be proud of, but I think we're maybe even in the territory of something he'd envy. And someone who knows a little bit about Mao and what he wants to do, which at least transposed here in the United States through cultural revolutions, is Annabella Rockwell. People in the War Room Posse may know, may have seen her on Tucker Carlson talking about her story uh, a few months ago. Uh, but you were the girl whose mom had to spend a bunch of money to get deprogrammed <laughs> because you drank the Kool-Aid when you were in college. Am I wrong? <laughs> oh, boy, did I drink it. <laughs> so before we get into the, again, deprogrammers that your parents had to hire, I, I got to disclose, Annabelle is a dear friend of mine. We are friends from Palm Beach, so she's, she's great. Love her. Um, but give us sort of your background, and we'll hold you through because this is a short break. But you can start the story because I'm sure the audience wants to hear well, thank you so much, um, Natalie, Maureen, War Room, Steve, everyone for having me. Uh, my story starts, you know, I'm from New York originally. I'm an only child. Grew up very normal. You know, what one would maybe consider conservative now was just pretty standard. I loved this country. I had a lot of pride. Uh, my parents were good about showing me the world, so I always appreciated America and our culture here. I even lived abroad for a bit when I was younger in the Bahamas. Um, I went to Mount Holyoke College in Western Massachusetts. That's the oldest women's college in the country. Um, and I entered, and it was just immediately a culture shock. They told me from day one, you know, don't assume someone's gender. Keep in mind, this is a women's college. You know, I was so proud to go to a Seven Sister, the first one of its kind. The Seven Sisters were the sisters to the Ivy Leagues when the Ivies were men's colleges. So, I mean, they were... They, it meant so much um, to be able to be a woman walking on campus. But as soon as I got there, they they said, you know, don't assume someone's gender. There's this actual ritualistic haircut, which does remind me of Mao and Cultural Revolution, is that we had something called the Moho Chop, where you're meant to cut your hair kind of in, in protest to the patriarchy. And that was just taught to me as soon as I got on campus. And I kind of, I mean, I just, I fell for it all. I remember you had some interesting stories about what your professors were telling you and how you felt that they were sort of trying to pull you away from your family and all these traditional values. It, it really was, I think, some of these horror stories that people see, whether it's on Twitter or in alternative media. It really was egregious and almost targeted. It seemed like there was sort of a, a broader agenda that they were pushing on you. Am I, am I wrong? You're correct. There's this idea that it's your responsibility to go home and fight your family over the Thanksgiving dinner table. <laughs> I mean, you're told in school that we live in a racist, patriarchal society that 
Columbus was a genocidal maniac, that our whole foundation is is a lie and is evil. So you have to go home and you have to tell your family, you know, mom, dad, you guys are racist just by existing, just by being white. Mom, you're oppressed just by being a woman. And so because of that, you go home, you're so combative. And I was so obsessed with all this ideology because I had stopped believing in God. So it became my entire being, my entire drill, existence. Drill down on that second, on that thought that how you really felt that your college made you stop believing in God. Oh, without a doubt. As soon as I stepped on campus, I think I was turned away from God. There's no room for God in the classroom. It just, wow. yeah. So we got two minutes before we have to go to break. And I, I sort of want to tease the story about the, the deprogrammer because it's, it's so wild. You made the international headlines when, when the story first broke. And funnily enough, we used to be neighbors. I didn't know her. And then I'm watching Tucker and I'm like, I feel like I've seen her somewhere. And then I found out we were neighbors. So speaking of God and he works in mysterious ways and now we're here on War Room. But... Tease us just a little bit with the ridiculousness of what your mom had to do and pay to hire a deprogrammer to get you back on track and now sitting in this <laughs> war room seat. Well, if it's God that didn't put us together, I don't know what is. Um, <laughs> I, After I graduated, I had a period of time where I did not speak to my family because I was so radical. And in that time, my mom was frantic. Okay. I'm her only child. Keep in mind, not speaking to her. So she called so many people. She consulted so many cult programmers because she knew it's like I'd been activated. You know, I came home on vacation and I was a social justice warrior. I was completely different than I had ever been. And she knew that she knew that something had changed in me. It wasn't like, you know, Oh, I'd always kind of been this one way. And then I leaned into it. No, I, w I was really changed. She called so many people. She consulted them. I never spoke to anyone. She's actually the one that spoke to all the deprogrammers, and they gave her a vast range of advice. So when the Biden regime tells you that it's not parents, it's the federal government that raises your children, Annabella Rockwell is a glowing and glaring example of why that is not the case. So Department of Education, which you should definitely be abolished, you are a living, breathing example of not only why you should be abolished, but why teachers do not have the final say in the formation of children's minds. It's the parents, and that's why the parental rights movement is so important. You know what, Southern Poverty Law Center? You can call Moms for America, Moms for Liberty, domestic terrorists, take groups. They're not going to stop backing down. Mo, if you want to take us out. You're right, Natalie, 100%. The parents are going to continue to fight. And War Room Audience, stay tuned with us. We are here in Dallas at YWLS. We will back, be back. Veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. 
Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.